Hi, I'm Dr. Olga Pinkston, a board-certified rheumatologist and the host of the Mind Your Fiber podcast. This podcast is dedicated to fibromyalgia. I discuss up-to-date information about fibro, its treatment, the biology and psychology of the fibromyalgia. I cover the pain science education, the complementary and alternative methods available to you now to improve your symptoms. There are a lot of things that influence development of fibromyalgia trigger fiber flares, and produce other symptoms like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, depression, and anxiety, and none of them are your fault. In the Mind Your Fiber podcast, you will learn how and why fiber develops, how chronic pain changes your brain, and most importantly, that you're not alone in the struggle, that fiber is real, and how to not let fiber control your life. This podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. Well, welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Mind Your Fiber podcast. This episode continues the series on pain science education. When you read about fibromyalgia or your doctor mentions that CBT or cognitive behavior therapy can help fibromyalgia symptoms, this is the information I'm talking about. This episodes cover the foundation of CBT, how your brain copes with stressors, pain, and the think-feel-do cycle. During the last episode, I talked about automatic thoughts and beliefs and how they influence pain perception and your ability to cope with it. Today, I was going to talk about the pain-fear cycle, but I realized that there's one topic I have not covered yet, the fiber pain which is essential to understand before we go any farther. I want to make sure you understand the terms neuroplasticity and neuroplastic pain. Neuroplasticity is a general umbrella term that refers to the brain's ability to modify, change, and adapt in structure and function throughout life and in response to experiences. Human brains are amazing because of how much they can learn, develop, adapt, and change. Our brain cells, neurons, can compensate not only for injury and disease, but also adjust their activities in response to newer situations or to changes in their environment. The brain can reorganize itself by forming new neural connections throughout life, rewire itself. The brain cells and neurons can make the circuit and network changes resulting from learning a new ability, environmental influences, practice, physical and psychological stress. Like constantly building infrastructure and roads, some roads that are frequently used get upgraded to become a highway. Some, unused, grow weeds and grass and are forgotten. Some are bridges and some are the windy country roads. We can use special MRI machines called functional MRI to see the active areas of the brain and how it changes itself, stimulated by experiences. Certain areas of the brain light up on MRI when someone is learning, for example, or in pain. The human brain is unique and can adapt and learn new things throughout our lives. But learning, just like learning in school, needs a supportive environment. Like a child who is being bullied in school or comes to school hungry because of poverty, 
the brain that lacks resources or positive experiences cannot learn or adapt as well. So sleep, nutrition, positive experiences, the reduction in stress, etc. will promote learning and adaptation. Also, just like us humans who make mistakes, the brain can also learn wrong things or misinterpret data. For example, if you see a long, green, wavy tube moving, you may jump thinking it's a snake, only to recognize later that it's a watering hose. Some mistakes are easy to correct, some not so much. If you practice something long enough, it will become a habit. Some habits become so automatic we do them without thinking, like brushing our teeth, or me making my coffee in the morning. I think I can make it half asleep. Or if you drive a car, for example, you turn your blinker on, left or right, without thinking. Your brain automatically thinks and directs your hand to turn on the blinker. Or you're driving and your brain recognizes the red light and directs your foot to press on the brake to stop. If you run the red light, the brain will tell you, "Uh uh-oh, danger, you made a mistake, you can get a ticket. But your active thinking often ignores routine red lights. We just do it. Red light, stop. Green light, go. Left turn, blinker on. Scientists like to say, neurons that fire together, wire together. You would do something over and over. The brain develops a routine. A route for the neurons to do their job automatically, or easier, or more efficiently, faster. So when you drive, the brain cells in charge of your driving are wired in a circuit, recognizing environment, pushing gas or brake. They fire together because they are wired together after doing the same task over and over. But the brain was not always like that. If you're just starting to learn how to drive, your brain does not know how to do these things automatically. It forgets to use the blinker, or you have to consciously think about braking. You can actually watch your thoughts. Red light. I need to push on the brake. Do I have enough time or distance to stop? If you never drove a car, these circuits in the brain do not exist. But the brain can imagine driving, it can learn how to drive, or it can even pretend to drive a car in a racing video game. But it still takes practice, and if you never played a game, you probably will crash more often than get to the finish line. The bottom line is, your brain can learn. The neurons that fire or work together get wired together to become efficient and productive. What you practice makes it stronger. So our brain can also learn bad things. Have you ever had a toddler throw a tantrum? What would the experienced parent tell a mother of a toddler? Oh, now, ignore the tantrum. If your child learns that tantrums evoke a reaction, attention, the battle is lost. The tantrums will continue. If the first tantrum is ignored, that behavior is not reinforced and is likely to never happen again. So your brain can also learn some tantrums or misbehave. And if the thought, behavior, or something you don't like was not stopped but practiced, it becomes a bad habit. I'm sure we all can attest to numerous habits we have that we're not proud of. Biting nails, poor eating habits, smoking, using our phones way too much, social media, watching too much TV. Some habits are formed out of poor coping skills, like nail biting due to anxiety, overeating for comfort. Some are formed and we don't even know that they're formed and not serving us, like pain. When your brain experiences pain over and over, the neurons or brain cells responsible for dealing with pain 
are wired together. The more pain you have, the better these neurons, brain cells, fire together. Just like a driver, the more you drive, the better your foot uses a brake to stop the car. Basically, your brain can unintentionally learn how to deal with this pain incorrectly. The pain gets stuck like a bad habit. This pain type, the learned pain, we call neuroplastic pain. Neuro means brain. Plastic means adapted, modified, developed. So neuroplastic pain is pain produced when the brain changes in a way that reinforces this pain. In the last few years, we've had more research on pain science. The functional MRIs of people with new or acute pain produce different images of those with chronic neuroplastic pain. The acute or new pain from an injury, for example, can be found on the MRI in the area of the brain that processes pain. Neuroplastic pain, on the other hand, shows up in the area of the brain responsible for learning and memory. The neuroplastic pain that we see in fibromyalgia and many other chronic pain conditions is different than any other pain. It is different from the pain you would experience from a bone fracture or nerve pain from chronic diabetic neuropathy, diverticulitis, or appendicitis. Neuroplastic pain is pain that is remembered by the brain, that is stuck in the memory area of your brain because the brain learned this pain too well. It is a pain that is similar to a habit you formed after a long practice. The good news is that since we can form habits, good or bad, these habits can be unlearned. Like a bad habit, like smoking or overeating, the pain that was formed by the miswired brain can be unlearned. So in the future episodes, I will teach you how you can rewire your brain to unlearn this neuroplastic pain if you have fibro or other chronic pain conditions. I bet you have a question about your pain if your pain is neuroplastic or some other type of pain. So if you are diagnosed with fibromyalgia, the fibromyalgia pain is neuroplastic. Also, the IBS type abdominal pain is also neuroplastic. Some types of headaches are neuroplastic pain. So when I consult on patients to determine if their pain is neuroplastic or inflammatory, like in rheumatoid arthritis or degenerative like in osteoarthritis, it comes to listening, exam, and pattern recognition. You can listen to episode number two of this podcast where I discuss how fibro is diagnosed. But let's go over what makes fibro pain neuroplastic. Fibromyalgia onset often starts with stress. Fibro pain often also originates during the times of stress. Many of my patients told me that their pain started after a stressful event, car accidents, stress at work or divorce, loss of a loved one, severe illness or hospitalization, financial stress. Something put the nervous system in a state of high alert, put under a lot of stress, a situation your brain or body could not cope well. There's often no apparent trigger or injury. Some patients tell me that they woke up with pain. The pain started out of nowhere. They question themselves that maybe they injured themselves and just don't feel the injury or can't remember. Some neuroplastic pain develops after an injury. Say someone had a fracture due to a car accident. The fracture healed and time passed, but the pain continued and with time started to migrate to other areas. The original pain from the injury healed, but this chronic pain became neuroplastic, stuck in the brain inappropriately. Neuroplastic pain does not cause structural damage. And after years of the pain, 
there is no evidence on blood work, imaging, or other diagnostic studies of the structural damage from this type of pain. I have had patients with fibromyalgia for 10, 20 years or longer and have normal workup results. Neuroplastic pain is the most common type of chronic pain. But not only fibromyalgia pain can be neuroplast. The majority of the chronic back pain, pelvic pain, interstitial cystitis, IBS, headaches are actually neuroplastic pain. Many treatments are ineffective or provide very temporary relief if the pain is neuroplastic. I have patients who take many pain medications like opiates or narcotics, ibuprofen type medications, Lyrica, Pregabalin, antidepressants, topical rubs, etc. and still are in pain. Many patients with neuroplastic pain experience significant pain variability. Sometimes they have pain but it can be random, come and go, different severity. A good day will alternate with a bad day. And the symptoms may come on rapidly, like a light switch that was just turned on. Some things may distract you from feeling the pain. Some people forget about the pain or pain significantly lessens during activities they enjoy, like singing in a choir, church service, football game, or vacation. Pain can intensify during the events that are stressful, dislike or unpleasant, like final exams, presentations, talking to ex-husband or boss you don't like. One of my patients has fiber flares after holidays. She would have nearly no pain during the holiday. She would cook and bake, get the house ready for her kids and grandkids to visit, enjoy their visit, but once they're gone, she crashes in pain. Her pain is neuroplastic. Many fiber patients experience many other symptoms along with pain. For example, headaches, body aches, fatigue, abdominal pain, bloating, constipation, feeling like you have the flu. So unless you actually have the flu or some other condition that can explain your symptoms, these symptoms point to fibro. Especially if they come and go, random, come up with stress, and last variable amount of time. The stress trigger is a common trigger of onset of pain or trigger of flares. There is very strong connection to trauma. People who had childhood adversities, trauma, abuse, neglect, are more likely to develop chronic pain as adults. Now, you don't have to have a major trauma to trigger fibromyalgia or other chronic pain conditions. Pretty much anything that puts your body in a state of high alert, makes you feel unsafe growing up, predisposes you to development of chronic pain. Some stressors you may not view as stressors now, but as you were growing up, caused a lot of stress on your developing brain. Competitive school, bullying, strict religious upbringing, Anything that caused a high alert state on your nervous system, fear, anxiety. Some personality traits are common in patients with fibro and neuroplastic pain. Some of these traits come from the background of trauma, such as people-pleasing, perfectionism, being critical of themselves, being anxious or worrying a lot. Nervous system sensitivity, likely developed in childhood, is common. Patients tell me that they feel they do not have the reserves to cope with overstimulation, pressures of daily lives, experiences. They also share that they feel drained faster and more often by regular activities. Often patients go for years without a diagnosis and may have some progression of symptoms, typically worsening pain more frequent flares, accumulation of more symptoms with time. These symptoms and signs all point to neuroplastic condition. But I want to emphasize again, avoid self-diagnosis. See an experienced physician, preferably a board-certified rheumatologist, 
to have the proper diagnosis of fibromyalgia. So let's summarize. Neuroplasticity is a general umbrella term that refers to the brain's ability to modify, change, and adapt in structure and function throughout life in response to experiences. The brain cells and neurons can make the circuit and network changes resulting from learning a new ability, environmental influences, practice, physical and psychological stress. Brain cells are neurons that fire together, wire together. If we do something over and over, the brain develops a routine, a route for the neurons to do their job automatically and efficiently. When your brain experiences pain over and over, the neurons responsible for dealing with pain are wired together. The more pain you have, the better these neurons function. Brain cells fire together. Your brain can unintentionally learn how to deal with pain incorrectly. The pain gets stuck like a bad habit. This pain type, the learned pain, we call neuroplastic pain. Neuro means brain. Plastic means adapted, modified, developed. So neuroplastic pain is pain produced when the brain changes in a way that reinforces this pain. So for homework, think of the time your fibromyalgia symptoms started. Was it during the time of stress? Can you see that your pain is neuroplastic? Do you anticipate pain or other fiber symptoms? Do you have good and bad days? Do you push and crash? Do you feel like your nervous system is often in a high alert state? So next week, I will cover the pain-fear cycle. Thank you for listening and learning. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, the best thing you can do is to share with someone and leave a review and rating. This helps me support more people just like you move toward better life with fibromyalgia. All you have to do is to go to the platform you're listening on click the share button or the icon, and just send it to a friend. I so appreciate you taking your time to do so. Make sure you sign up or subscribe to this podcast so you can get the most up-to-date information in the new episodes. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you next week. And don't forget to mind your fibro. Disclaimer, this podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. None of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any medical or mental condition.